Our second guest speaker is the founder and senior pastor and leader of Covenant Fellowship Church International, pastoring directly at church in Devon and Riches Bay, concurrently the apostolic direction of the entire CFCI. He's the leader of 48 churches in South Africa, with one planted in London, the United Kingdom, with over 800 leaders. He is a graduate of the University of Zululand, Rema Bible School, Bojestrom University, and holds a postgraduate diploma in leadership from the University of Stellenbosch. He was given a prophetic word by the late Dr. Basil Tryon in 1982, confirming the great impact of local ministry that was seen coming into manifestation in his life, and we see it happening today. He's here with his lovely wife, Prophetess Nomu Sadlomo, and they're blessed with four children. And, you know, the prophetess has been here before, but really uh, we haven't seen much of her in the last few years. Uh, with your permission, Apostle, if you don't mind, uh, I'm going to ask. Bazalana, I just want to say, Apostle Lomo invited me to come to that church many years ago in the 90s when they were starting in the ministry. And we were actually thinking about it, Lemama. Before that, we used to meet them at Rema Bible Church. And they drive all the way from KZN to go to the conference. And we remember distinctly several times we had interaction with them. But I remember this particular time when we went to the spurs down in our area in Mondio. And they came to our house. And these were young leaders who were still starting, you know, and who just loved us and we loved them and we connected with them. Little did we know that it's a connection of destiny that would go for many, many, many years. We really love this couple, Bazalona, for their love for God and their commitment to the work of God. And for their exemplary leadership as younger leaders who have modeled leadership on another level like never before. I must be honest, Bazalana, it is this couple that many times have encouraged us in the work that we do, particularly in doing a lot more work and in being more confident to reach even outside the boundaries of Grace Bible Church. And to a large extent, they've been a couple that has been so showing so much gratitude to us. And we really marvel at the work that God's doing in your lives. Really want to encourage you, Bazalana, to continue in the work of God and in what you stand for and in what you represent. And right now, Bazanda Brindling, a church in, uh, in uh, Kanaking, uh, Eskawini, I almost said Riches Bay, Eskawini, and uh, they'll be dedicating that church soon. But they also have another church in Riches Bay. As you hear, they've had, they have other buildings and many, many churches. I say to them, they represent the younger generation of leaders who lead in a different way, who have a different kind of mindset and integrity and love and commitment, just like we've seen in Pastor Tandanani. So I'm going to ask you, Apostle, with your permission, to come with your wife, the prophetess, please to just come say hello to the people, please, Mama. Yeah, yeah, she must, yeah. Yeah, okay. Come, 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 come. Let's give a hand to both of them, Bazalana, as they come up. <laughs> oh, come on, Bazalana, show appreciation now. Bazalana, also, I must mention that the prophetess always led a, 
a very interesting project yeah the music of Vuga Africa many of you have sung her so actually we've stolen some of the songs we didn't pay her all the royalties but we just sang them in the church they're just an incredible church Bazalna. I really invite you to come to KZN their conference is in uh, around December it's among the last conferences I go as in Katele when I go there in Katele this pensioner is tired Mara I can't say no to them and I was trying to convince him not to invite me. He's been inviting me for 20-something years. What am I going to say that you have never heard before? And then he refuses, no, you have to be there. Bazalona, you need to come and, and just see. It's inspiring, Bazalona, to see what God is doing in our nation. One more hand, Bazalona, for this lovely couple. Thank you, Prophet. Thank you. Thanks. Hallelujah. I can only greet this entire man. Yanka Utswanetsi Kitso Tatekima Yanka I think she's the one behind this trip. It's been an amazing journey 
all the servants of God that are here, we are humbled by the grace. Bishop said, it's been a while since I've been here. I said, but at this time, 40 years, I definitely need to come and, and be here and celebrate. <laughs> celebrate the grace of God. I believe in the grace of God. I believe that grace does more in our lives. And we really appreciate the men and women of God. They've journeyed with us. We can't say we are what we are because of us. We are what we are because of the grace. Grace that God has worked in our lives through this man and woman of God over the years. Journeying with us. Come on, Grace Bubble Church. We honor you, men and women of God. We love you dearly. You are so dear to our hearts. And... Uh, yeah, let me hand over to the speaker for the night. Bless the Lord. San Mone Soweto. San Mone Kuli. San Mone Wandomaziatuma. Kwamtanami. Wendele Pina. Kwanyamagai Pelik Pilamas in Yendo. As we are finishing 29 years also, being married. I love her more. God bless. Can we take our seats? I have asked uh, my wife to remain standing here just for a few minutes. Let me start. I can't just continue, Bishop, without starting from Behold I. Thank you, Samuel. What a powerful word, Reverend Tananani. You really moved us up to greater levels. We are so full. We feel like we can just linger and just sit, just ponder upon this word. God bless you. The presiding bishop, Bishop Musasono, Mamkeke, and the family, the Grace Bible Church leadership at large, church leaders present, guest preachers, and everybody that is here, the whole church, greetings in the name of Jesus. Today, I've come with my wife, as you can see, somebody very close to my heart. I've just told you I've been married for 29 years. But in those 29 years, Bishop and, and Mama Bishop have been very much part of our journey. We are stronger because of the weight and the encouragement and the support that they've had of our lives. So we are here to congratulate Great Grace Public Church for 40 years of ministry. But in that 40 years, you also have 27 years 
of us in you. Because 27 years we met this man of God coming to attend a marquee, reigning supermarkets, schools. It was just something weak. But God made it powerful through you. So I felt I should say this before I minister because I think it's important because it is part of what you are celebrating. You're not only celebrating what is happening here, but there's a lot that has happened outside there. CFCI is happy to be associated with Grace Public Church. We thank you for assisting us to build an authentic church, Christian community of believers that is impacting our communities. Before I take long, let me say this, and then I'm going to do something that I requested the bishop to do. Bishop came to my home in Kandla. I know Kandla known for many, many things. <laughs> but it is a home of leaders. <laughs> and church leaders. You go to African Cosmos Church, you're going to find the top echelon comes from there. You go to a number of academics, but you also go to the taxi bosses. <laughs> come from there. You get what you want. <laughs> so it was a very touching, a year ago I lost my mother. We lost our mother. And... Uh, when I was just on the burial day, Bishop just landed at our home. I will never forget that. It's difficult to come there. It's windy, it's rocky, it's mountainous, but very beautiful if you are there. It's, be it's more beautiful than sweat, I tell you. <laughs> but very hard to come there. He came, there's a number of people who came, but I didn't really expect him. So whenever I think about that, it's just a year after my mother passed on. I really feel that that cemented a great relationship that we have had with Bishop. He went to the graveyard, Yasemakaya, because we are also immersed in the community. And he sat, he sat there, just keeping quiet. He said some few words. Bishop, my Bishop, we really want to appreciate you for that. So we felt that we, sh we needed to put a memento that comes from KZN for this couple in these 40 years. I just asked some few gentlemen, some business guys, some that you know, who are also coming from Memakaya. We also were talking with the, with the prophetess and asking together, what can we do? I even researched, we even talked to some professors, Professor Mapalala. <laughs> who also advises even the, the king on culture, what will be the symbolic things that you can put? That's not monitor, it's not something, but we believe that you're going to remember that you have made a great impact in KZN. So the gift is a combination of what the prophetess, as she comes from Engala herself. When my mother died, my brother said, who is after me, said, you are now my mother. You are now our mother. That's what happens in the culture that we are in. So we say, 
Matlachu in Macoscazin, we are not sure what is okay or So she's got that understanding, Mamma Fundis. So let me, without taking much time, as the guys who are here, we would like the bishop and the man bishop to come. These are just symbolic. We are, so, we are going to start with Mama, Mama Bishop. It's tall, Olesi. It's tall, as Kogwa in Dombi. Sikogwa, Abafaz. In Dombas, I'm going it is a fourth year. A sock Bishop, o Bishop, I'm going to give you a lot of money. Yeah, now saying this was it got. Umaguliwa. Usega biswa. Kotwa yena usetaluba ngondongonde mpini kutaipagwe kanjani. Iha waglone logulwa. Elokshoba. Mesekuba. Hindu. 
Esasikulikulu wakaliti. Hezinda weni zonke. Hema kumbina mani omshaba. Sizwange kameli lotwa. Sizwango. So with this, it's just a token that you remember that in your fourth years, we recognize your seniority, the level that you have gone into. We have touched our hearts and touched our lives. God bless you, Bishop. Thank you. Hey. Can the tattoos cut in some? Maybe it is a Can we read the book of Hebrews, chapter twelve, verse one to three? Therefore, we also, we also, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him enjoyed the cross, despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. Father, we thank you, bless this word. In the name of Jesus, everybody say. Amen. The theme of my message is we are running for the finish. Amen. Running for the finish. In the text that I've just read, most scholars agree that a theme running through the letter of the Hebrews was simple to present the sufficiency and superiority of Christ. The book was written to the Hebrew Christians, a second generation of Christians. And I really believe that from the journey of this church, we are entering in the next 40 years into a second generation of believers. Others a second generation, as also a third generation. So we all know that generations mostly, biblically, some of the scholars would say they will be measured around 40 years. These were somehow at a point of developing a desire to return to Judaism, abandoning their Christian faith because of a long walk, the Hebrews I'm referring to. Due to immaturity on the journey, they lacked understanding of biblical truths that all believers have in Christ. Always when the journey of faith begins, we are all excited. But when the rubber hits the road, 
and difficulties surface, most people say, we want to go back. This is what we are experiencing in our nation today. We are going to be able to do this. We have traveled this journey for a long time. So this, I found this scripture very important, especially as God is doing a new thing and God is leading us to a new territory as a church. So these believers were discouraged because of the lack of maturity. When you're not matured, you always think that God is a Father Christmas. When things become tougher, you want to give away. You want to run away. So we see the writer addressing them in, on this issue. In Hebrews 5, verse 11 to 12, about this we have much to say. He was addressing their immaturity. And it is hard to explain since we have become dull of hearing. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need somehow someone to teach you. Again, the basic principles of the oracles of God. You need milk, not solid food. It's amazing that on the journey, we keep on going back, teaching people the very basics that we taught them when they're entering the faith. When they begin to find difficulties and when they really are finding challenges, so to say, that are aimed at sharpening their faith, they give up. So the writer of the book of Hebrews, he says that you ought to be grown up now. You ought to be understanding this badly. You ought to be using all the knowledge you got from the past 40 years of your conferences to face every part that you have. Conference after conference, speak after conference. When the challenge comes, they want to go back. Tough times and the stretch of journey have a way of exposing our immaturity. We've been through a lot as a country. We've been discouraged. We've been through apartheid, which was very tough. We lost a lot of people. Political violence, that took place, some of our churches were started in the midst of political violence, deaths, HIV and AIDS, corruption, unemployment, there's a lot that has happened, and of late, COVID. We've experienced all these problems and all these issues, and there have been a major, major challenge in our lives. But I'm here to say that we are running for the finish. Yeah. In spite of that, we are running for the finish. Bishop, if I can just go back, I forgot I've come with my daughters and a number of members here. Could you please stand? I won't be saying my daughters, Nosisa and Peteha. Could you please stand where you are? Let me just, there they are. God bless you. And a number of members of our church, can you all stand wherever you are? Bless the Lord, wherever you are, there's a number of them. Bless the Lord, Sam. God bless you. God bless you. Go back to the word. Make sure it all is. It was just. <laughs> the chapter shows us great figures who played big roles in the calendar of divine history. They are now called heroes of faith. They are not spectators watching somewhere above in heaven. But their life is a witness. In other words, when the Bible says we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, it's not just people who are standing there watching us, but it's like a cloud, like iCloud. I also think about iCloud where you download 
information. We are able to look into them and see how they lived, how they faced things, how they went through sufferings, so that we are able to interpret and understand ourselves in this time, so that we can run for the finish. This generation that you are in, and all of you, you are running towards the finish. Now, the honor of being labeled a hero of faith is for powerful. Amazing list of Hebrew, in Hebrews chapter 11. It's unbelievable when you read into that list. Some of the people are the people that when you read about them, you say, really? Can this person be mentioned as one of the heroes of faith? You find people like Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Sarah, who received strength to conceive at an old age, Joseph, Moses, Rahab the Harlot. Really? In the list of heroes of faith, Barak, Samson, Japheth, David, and Samuel, these overcame by faith. The list goes on and on. Now, it's very, very important for us, especially in this generation, because Tina Okolawe to Owama Pela. We need to examine the journey of these people who wanted to go back because of hardships and persecution. Because there was terrible persecution at this time. And the right of the Hebrews, he's strengthening them in the faith. He talks about basics. He talks about the blood of Jesus. He talks about, you know, the blood of the compass, the Old Testament and the New Testament, and the blood of goats, the blood of sheep and all that could not cleanse our sins. He talks about the blood of Jesus. He talks about Jesus Christ as a high priest. He elevates Jesus against all arguments of the time. And we're coming from a very serious times where our faith has been tested through arguments for those who are able to on social media and be outspoken than us. And some of them, we don't know where they got the information from. And some of them, if you check their credibility, you can't find them in the list of any university, any school. But all of a sudden, they are professors of our own destiny. But as we read from the book of Hebrews chapter 11, verse 30 to 40, let us look into the people that we are talking about, that we are following. Because when believers face tough times, they think God is not real. Yet they believe in the Bible that shows us people who underwent horrible things in their lives. By faith, Hebrews 11, verse 30 to 40, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were encircled by seven days. By faith, the hallowed Rahab did not perish with those who did not believe when she received the spies with peace. And what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell, or to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Japheth, also of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith subdued the kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of the lions, quenched the violence of the fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness, they were made strong, became violent in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again. I checked that, and as I checked that, I discovered that it was not necessarily releasing, re receiving them because they were resurrected, but they had faith in resurrection. 
that even though they, they couldn't see them in the flesh, but they're waiting for the day of resurrection. That's why the Bible says they could not be perfected without us. They're the, the last generation and the generation that is running for the finish. We are running for the finish. Others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, saying we'd rather not be delivered rather than compromising our faith. We rather die in faith rather than compromise our faith. We are going to stand strong. We are not going to go as so because because we bless God people's eyes who are blind can be open but the power of a believing believer is right there on the graveyard when we stand on the graveyard and we ask death we say death where is thy sting the one who has power to conquer the grave a message of the New Testament. It was not about getting a car. Because you get a car, you're going to end up dying. The greatest enemy is death. And our faith is about resurrection from the dead. The disciples backslided when Christ faced tough times. But when they saw they came back again. Peter shared a powerful message because they see you okay. Kulungile, ushayi watuga. What am I saying? Feel it. Ogu fa agboi muntu kaba feel. Ufugile kaba feel. That's the message that brought revolution in the Old Testament. Because you can get a car, anybody can get a car, anybody can get healed. But there is only one man who has got power over the grave. He died on the cross. He went to the graves, to the inner parts of the grave. And on the third day, he rose again. Verse 36, still others had trial of mockings. How many are getting mocked? And scourgings. Yes, of the chains of imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sewn into two. They were tempted. Slain with a sword. Basahwa. They were wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins. Being destitute. Being destitute means to be extremely poor. Today, if believers are poor, they give up. But this gospel is not just about being rich. This gospel is about conquering something more than poverty. Basalwane, we were reading some stories. We are connected with people who are called, I can't remember their name, but they are dealing with people who persecuted church. They just send us information about what is happening in the northern of Mozambique. How believers are getting persecuted. They look so poor, but they're not going to deny their Christ. Because they 
usahlulwa kuzenkonzeni lini izulu yakukufa phansi wena usalinyaza omzalo noshiyo okungakumbizikele la ngenkonzweni liyeke nje liqhuthi nase kufe liyeke ukthula destitute means extremely poor khona abantu iqiniso khona abantu abangabi nayi breakthrough financially iqiniso likhona but somehow they don't just cross that line. But The failure to look into these scriptures and to these matters has robbed us of people who can be called of God to go to difficult places because everybody wants a soft life. But if we're going to win this gospel, if we're going to plant these churches, others will have to walk on foot, will have to ride on bicycles in order to win the lost. Others will have to start churches with only 20 people. In my home in Fundis, right in the Ronaville, when my mother died, the church was started. It's got about 20 people now, about 30 people. There's a pastor who drives from Nongoma every Sunday. Hours and hours. There's not much man that comes in there. Just few, few, just sometimes. He shows me every time. He shows me every time. Today in Fundisi, we are blessed by God. We received 200 rents. There is no light. There are no lights. There is no keyboard. There is nothing. That's why That's why in as much as want to be contemporary the people want to plant churches they must not learn from America how to worship how to lead God they need to understand what is in the fiber of Africans because we need to reach Bantu we need to reach we need to reach we need to reach where there is no English because we are running for the finish say after me we are running for the finish they wandered in the deserts and mountains in dens and caves of earth and all these having a stop having obtained a good testimony through faith did not receive the promise but who has call 
Ukuno ngoti sila shunkulunkulu. Gengo funu mtofonto fembilo nietu. Kante kineni sisofa. Abantu today they can do anything in order to get healing. Kano Lazaro sofu so chesu wa kinefili. Nempumbuti ya bonia kinefili. Uchesa mandaka wa kinanga. Nishe ek demonstrate. Kwa kwa demonstration they can resurrect people. But ek kinena bantu bayafa. Therefore, believers, brethren, be strong and set fast, immovable, knowing that your labor is not in vain. God having provided something better for us. Sabbath is something better for us. I always sit back and look and think, I don't know, some of us, we've been, we went through certain places. I remember when I was young and a student, went to Mozambique. I, I, I once left outside the shop, going to preach in Mozambique with an old man by the name of Reverend Mkise from African Gospel. We're going to Mozambique to reach to people in Mozambique. 1991, we put a cardboard outside, Nate all up, Kulamahash. If you're good, they bought, if you're going to Mozambique, we slept there. There was so much joy in our hearts that we are going to preach the Gospel. No car. No comfort, no nothing. We came to Mozambique with this old man and we ministered the gospel. <laughs> we saw their faces in poverty. We went home, from home to home. We spent the whole week. I was putting on the placards, all of them preparing for revival around there, putting the, the posters of Michael Collison and Reverend Paul Latchman, who are going to come, putting it all over Maputo, excited. There was no title, no pastor, no evangelist, just a passion. Nothing to eat. We're drinking water. I wonder if we still have such people. I wonder if we still have such people who've got such passion about the fullness. Nibagano maigupi gizoshumela gilalem siniabantu. Bishop Sono slept in the township when he came to our church. Kwamamzamin walala kona for a conference. With my wife in a forum house, not plastered. Who cares? Who cares? We don't mind. We sat there, we ate simple food. Simple food. Look at where he is. But. It doesn't mean that when you do that, you're going to be where he is. Malbonka, he didn't do it to go somewhere. 
We did some of these things ignorantly. We didn't know that God was preparing something better for us. Let me say to this generation that is running for the finish, God has something better for us. Better for this generation. That's why I'm so happy to see the young generation and old generation being in Soweto, worshipping God and mixing and worshipping God so that in a way that reaches our communities also. So powerful. We read and discover that the patriarchs, powerful as they were, did not live in comfort. I'm not advocating a life of poverty. But I'm flipping another side that we need to know. Amazingly, they had such great faith, but they also did not get what they believed for. But they continued. Sometimes we don't get what we believe for. As pastors, we have stood and prayed for people and see and saw people getting healed. But sometimes we have seen people helplessly dying before us. When I was younger, I used to go everywhere, and, and there was a season where every time I prayed, people somehow they just got healed. After the church, even now, God still do that. You know, people, some had cancer. Some people who rise up after church, when I pray for them, you know, with, with them, we were, were struck by a stroke. They just rise up, rise up and get healed. Then, and as I continued, one day, I prayed for this elderly woman. She died. Well, it is appointed that the man should die. Then another mother of one of the members in the church, I always talk about this, was sick. What in the Kusada The reality is we don't get what we need. But I want to say God wants to keep you in that want to keep you in that body alive. He says, I've come that you might have love and have more abundantly, but for his own purposes and will. Amazingly, they had such great faith. But they also did not get what they believed for. They did not receive the promise. Sometimes we don't receive what we think we deserve. After fasting, after praying, after tithing, but we continue to tithe. We continue to give. You tie, you lose a job next month. Are you going to stop? You're not going to stop. Because let me tell you something. As we're running this race, the terrain is not soft always. Sometimes it is a rough terrain. If we can check the journey of Bishop Sono, the leadership of this church, you're going to find all the rough patches that they've been through. They are afflicted and tormented. Hence Paul wrote this. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 7 to 11. But we have this treasure in the jars of clay to show the all-surpassing power that is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed. Sometimes we don't know what to say, what to do. Have you ever been in a moment where the service is so powerful, so high-spirited. Something just happened after that. The club just goes down. Like at one time I was preaching, standing like this, in a small church. 
starting and outside it was a, there was a road after a beautiful service worshiping God Satan wanted me to see this one of the members a child who was invited was struck by a car I could see the child walk just on the other side just went down people came back to the small hall beer hall that we're in he sat back others prayed I stood there like a zombie what have I been preaching where is God what do you do from here another member started a song he said no when we are perplexed, Paul says we are. We are not in despair. Persecuted but not abandoned. Struck down but not destroyed. We all carry around in our body the death of Jesus and also the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given to death for Jesus' sake so that the life may also be revealed in our mortal bodies. During tough time, season of COVID, no, no, no. Ain't like times and the stretch of a journey will always expose our immaturity. They will expose certain things in our lives. Like Paul, he concludes this reality says, so we do not lose heart. Say, I don't lose heart. In the book of Galatia, it says, let us not grow weary of doing good. For in due time, we will reap our harvest. But if we do not lose heart. Grace Bible Church, in this next season of running, we are not going to be walking. We are going to be running. And we are running for the finish. Those thousands of churches are going to be planted because we are running for the finish. We are running for the finish. Though our outward self is wasting away, our inner being is renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. It's amazing how God works. I looked at you, Bishop, some few years ago, I think four years or three years ago. I really got worried when you came to our church. I could see that, you know, we are facing all here with the Bishop. But as I look at you now, you look 10 years young than your age. Something God has worked. This thing is working in our bones. So it is working in our bones. We want to participate in the grace that God has given unto you. Mama Bishop, we know what God 
has strengthened you as a family through the seasons that are past. We are running for the finish. For this light momentary afflictions, oh Paul, how light it is for people to be killed so violently. When Nero used to, to ensure that they are bent, as at my palm, it is sown, it is sown weak, but it is, it, it is ripped, it is resurrected in power. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are transient. Some say temporary. But the things which are unseen are eternal. What shall it gain for a man to reach, to gain the whole world and lose his life? What is happening today is that like the Hebrew church, believers have begun to go back. In case at end we are fighting into your bungo, and we even have children in our home the prophetess knows that have been delivered from this and some of them chucked out of their homes because we confront it and it cannot stand before the power of Jesus one of the children is leading the youth network now she's been sharing in universities saying my story and she comes as God's way and God has made her and the prophetess is mentoring her, ministering to her. She's like our child now. She's reaching so many people in Christ. She's a prayer warrior. But when somebody is possessed by the powers of darkness, I'm not going to tell But in the power of God, when you say like they were saying, in the name of Jesus, every tongue shall confess. And right now, we want the young people who are going to cast out the demons. We are standing behind you. We're going to stand and look at you. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. We are carrying something so powerful as we run for the finish. Paul says, fight a good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. We are in a fight to which we are also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Paul fought with beasts in Ephesus. He says in the manner, if in the manner of men I fought with beasts of Ephesus, what advantage is to, to me? If the dead do not rise, let us eat and drink for tomorrow we'll die. Young people, I want to say this to you. Yes, in his flesh. He was 30 to 33. All the young ladies, all those ladies, Merrick Magdalene and all those, these were young people. He was at 33. These were young people. It's not like walking to the no, no, no. When we look at them there, Jesus Christ was at 33 and he was able to, of course, others were a little bit older, but if you check the, the, the profile of the people that were there, those were people who were younger. They were younger and they had power and they were running.
morning, I want to tell you young people, there will never be an age where you're going to run for God. There will never be an age where you're going to run at the premium in your anointing. Tap into the anointing today because you are running for a finish. You are running for the finish. We have heard our stories. We have heard the stories of the past people are talking about, but we are now looking into your story. The beasts were in human form. Began with beast, but will overcome. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. They were stoned. They were sown into two. That's what the Bible says. But they continued. They wandered in deserts and mountains, living in caves and holes in the ground. They were all condemned for, for their faith. Yet none of them received what they had promised. They old and they knew of those who died in faith now form a cloud of witnesses, awaiting perfection as a last generation running the race before the final unveiling of Christ reaches its finishing line. All the preceding generations of redeemed, sanctioned in Christ Jesus, from ancient to the present, will only be made perfect with the final generation, which is yet to come, and it has come today. We will then receive the fullness that God promised to our founding fathers. And we, the whole redeemed community, will then receive the experience of Christ's fullness together. Because the anointing that we are in today is a compounded anointing. We're not just walking in one anointing. The anointing of Abraham. The anointing of Jacob. The anointing of Moses. The anointing of Elijah. The anointing of Elisha. The anointing of Joshua. The anointing of Isaiah. The anointing of all the prophets is upon our lives. The anointing of Paul, the anointing of Peter, the anointing of James, the anointing of Jesus. How God anointed Jesus Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. As I draw to a close, the terrain is not that easy. It's rough. But we're going to run. If there's no car to, if there's no money to go to church, we're going to walk on foot. I've got a guy who died coming to church who used to walk on foot for seven kilometers. He will come when it was raining. He will come a man's tete and lie prostrate on the altar, worshiping God. A generation that is impacted by God. But let me tell you something. It is not gloom and doom. God has given us authority and power. We carry something better. There is a better anointing that is upon you. The Elijah anointing. The anointing that was able to overrun Ahab with the horses. But the anointing of God carried upon Elijah was able to make him outrun. We are going to outrun the Ahabs of today. We may not have the right connections, but we are connected to the right God. This evening, I want to say, church, we are running for the finish. The only thing we must do, we must look unto Jesus, the finisher and the author of our faith. We need believers who are not going to leave because they don't get a job. We need believers who are not going to leave church because they are offended by somebody. Because they know being in church is serious. Into any manekas. We're standing on the graveyard. 
with one of the young people last Saturday, was Saturday, last Thursday. Young, young person who died of cancer. Very close also to the prophetess. She would come to church with a pipe here, run with the youth, worship with the youth, walked everywhere. We stood on the graveyard as we buried her. I can't forget when we finished everything, member of pastors came. When I said, Amen, Amen, Amen. Can I have the team joining me? Amen. young woman on Sunday evening going to the hospital well we couldn't get in I won't get into that house and the prophetess rings her she talks to her we didn't know she was going to leave then the prophetess say pray for her she was bubbling in the spirit they say after we finished talking to her she prayed throughout the night and in the morning in the evening, she called one of the cell leaders. She says, come. They prayed. Babbling on her face. Exciting or three, number five. But you say, amen, no. Amen, amen. of gospel you know what we've done in our generation we have we have softened the gospel we, 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 we've made the gospel to be for sensitive weak people 
who are looking for comfort and who easily defect from the gospel simply because they couldn't get their toys and their sweets. But this gospel that's preached is written with the blood of martyrs. This gospel that's preached has been passed down generation with people who died for it. And they didn't die for it because they saw the fulfillment of what they were believing for. They bought into it with all their hearts. Apostle, I, I'm going to say something, sir, because you stood here and spoke extremely prophetically. We, we, we have a, a team of people we've trained in our Kairos, and this is for church planting, and we assigned several of them to go and start churches and so on. But then I didn't assign the second group. I just couldn't get the freedom in it because I started asking myself, you know, we'll continue planting churches, but it looks like the way we're going about it, we're making it too easy for people. And we're going to the soft, easy places. And if really we're going to do the work of God, we're going to go back to the hardcore stuff. Yeah. You picked up on that tonight as you preached because I spoke to God privately, never said anything even to my wife. Because next year we're training those 30-year-olds you're talking about. We're training them. Wait, 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 wait. But we're not going to feed them on the soft gospel stuff. We're going to give them hardcore. I hope they'll last. Even if they're shouting like this, I hope they will last. Because if we're going to reach this world with the gospel, we have to be willing to sleep on a cardboard board and preach in places where they're not going to give you an honorarium. And you have to connect with the culture of the people and be there. When you're talking, you reminded me in Mozambique ourselves, we preached in a place where it was a tough time. There was no food. In the morning, they gave us two slices of white bread, no sustenance. We drank black tea, no milk. Lunchtime, they gave us a big bowl of rice with carpenter fish. And we slept in a very difficult place. And when we left, there was no honorarium, nothing. I think in our attempt to try and do good, we have messed up the gospel. And so people see you, they see me, they see all of us, and they think what they see us having is what the gospel is, but it's, it's not. This gospel is looking for a people who will lay their lives down. People who will hardcore believe the gospel. Even when you're going through difficult times. Preach even when there's no food in your home. Walk when you don't have a car. Pray for people even if they don't get healed, you still pray for them. 
And this is the heart of the gospel because we are running to the finish line. If we don't change our way of doing the gospel, we will really not be able to complete what God wants us to complete. My heart has been moved to the core, men of God. And thank you for God using you in such a manner. We are hearing the Spirit speak to us, people. Grace Bible Church, we are hearing the new thing that God is doing is that God is looking for a people who will have a certain understanding of what doing the work of God is about. And even of believing. We have them here, uh, men of God, people who have gone into Manji, Abokoko, in all these strange things that we have, a people who can walk away from God just because their toe was not healed. It's just foolishness. We believe in God not because of the benefits or the sweets. We believe in God because he's the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. And the greatest thing, he conquered death. And there's no one else who has conquered death. And so I'd like for us, Bazalana, to listen seriously to what God is saying to us. It's an important thing. We've prayed for people who've passed. We stood and buried people with tears in our eyes. We've gone home and asked ourselves questions about our own lives, our own families people we've loved and we never had answers we've stood behind the pulpit and preached with broken hearts and encouraged others when our hearts were bleeding we've gone home and couldn't sleep at night when we've prayed for people who come and give a testimony that they slept we did it all and we'll continue doing it all because that's the kind of commitment it's going to take for us I hope you're listening Grace Bible Church I said I hope you're listening Grace Bible Church Father, tonight you stood us on holy ground. You told us that you have spoken. Told us that you are making a way. And then you told us, this is the level of commitment I'm looking for from you. Look at the heroes and heroines of faith in Hebrews 11. Study their lives. Look at their journey. Know that's what I'm looking for in you. And so God, tonight we commit ourselves to you. Forgive us for softening the gospel. Forgive us for preaching a gospel that is void of challenge and suffering and problems. Forgive us for making it easy for people. Forgive us for looking out, losing our focus and looking at things of this world and never realizing it's not about the world that now is, but it's about fulfilling our destiny and the world that is to come. We receive your word, God, tonight with meekness because it's able to save our souls. Our heads bowed, our eyes closed. I want to make a call tonight, but particularly to those people who You've been tested in your walk with God. And just like the word went out tonight, you were starting to wonder and maybe look for another different way.
or some of you who have been called into ministry and because things have been hard, you, you just wanted to give up. But tonight God has spoken a serious word in your heart to say, it's not about the road being good all the time. There are times when you'll be thrown into the den of lions. At times you'll be sown asunder, even figuratively speaking. But you still keep your eyes on the author and the finisher of your faith. Some of you who are in a season that is very confusing for you, we are expecting things to be different than what they are. And you are just on the verge of giving up. But tonight's word has come as a word in season. And you need prayer to say, you know what, God, I'm making that commitment. Would you raise your hand right where you are? I want to pray for you right where you are. Thank you for those hands all over the place. That's right. All over the place. Father, tonight we raise these hands because we've heard your word and we receive your word. We will live in a manner that is pleasing to you, my God. We'll never walk away. We'll never turn our back. We're not going to expect comfort. But we are going to commit to you with all our hearts. And I pray for these, your people, Father, that your spirit will strengthen them, that your Holy Spirit will, to a large extent, work in their hearts, that they will never give up, they will never walk away, they'll never in any way turn their back, but they will walk steadfastly with the power of your spirit, moving in their lives and working in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, yeah. let's give the Lord a big hand for Apostle, from Apostle. Thank you very much, sir.